Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. This is a warning as the following podcast speaks about domestic violence. There will be some explicit language. If you have experienced domestic violence or are currently experiencing domestic violence, again, this is a warning in regards to the topics that will be discussed. Thank you. Hello, hello, and welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Donette, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Reset Strategist. This podcast is for the woman needing inspiration, motivation, and empowerment as she steps into her purpose and power. Each week, through our special guests, our hope is that you will walk away ready to recommit to loving yourself a little bit more and step into your own truth. Our speakers, like the everyday woman, has experienced some type of hardship and have overcome adversity. Our speakers will speak directly to you and give you tips on how to step into your fabulousness as you create the life you were born to live, a life where you are free and happy. Are you ready? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne, the Fearless Living Coach, and today's special guest is Natalie Purdy, and she is going to start off by um, introducing herself and telling us a little bit about her. So go ahead, Natalie. Hello, everyone. My name is Natalie Purdy. I am a speaker, a domestic violence advocate, and expert. And my emphasis is on teen dating violence with all of the young adults. Nice. So when you and I met, um, it was during our anthology book, Surviving Her. Um, So what led you to write that story um, and to share with us, to open up yourself to, to all of the readers? Yes, I felt like it was really important for me to share just a part of my story. And the part of my story in the book is about surviving another trial. Often um, that is the one time with victims that it's really hard to face that person in court. It's scary to go to court. A lot of times people are gone to court by themselves. And so I just wanted to let people know that they're not by themselves and just talk about my experience of what it was like to go through uh, not just one trial, but two different trials against the same person. Mm -hmm. So 2021 is all about um, transformative freedom for me. So when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? Transforming freedom to me means anything that has held you back before, like now it's time to just face it and be free. Good. So can you tell us about an op- one of your biggest obstacles that you've had, that you face, and what the process looked like um, for you to overcome that obstacle? Oh my goodness, obstacles that I face. So many. Uh, let's see. Um, I guess one of them I would have to say would be um, going through another trial. 
that was a huge obstacle because this was going to testify against someone who had already gotten away with it when it was me. So taking that chance that it was a possibility that he could get away with it again, um, what would it look like if he had gotten away with it? As far as, you know, him towards me, also thinking about um, just my family and them going through it again. It, w- it was just a lot of obstacles to go through. It's really challenging because, you know, with any obstacle that you go through, you wonder, am, you always have that, I have to do it. Am I doing the right thing? Should I back out? Should I give up? Should I just leave it alone? Should I just give it my all? Should I fight for this? And that's with anything in life that we go through with obstacles. And so I had all of all of that entire roller coaster ride Hmm. of just going through that. But um, what got me through it was my faith. Hmm. And just saying, okay, you know what, God. I, I'm believing you that you brought me to this point for a reason. And now I have to do what I know you have my back. I know you're going to carry me. And so it's just having that faith to just say, okay, I'm going to do it. Regardless of the fear. And all the other obstacles. So you've mentioned trial a couple of times. Um, can you just give like a quick um, summary as to what that was about? Absolutely. So as a young teenager, which is why I said my um, my emphasis with um, domestic violence is teen dating violence. I was a teenager and my boyfriend at the time, he, um, he attacked me. Hmm. And it started out as attempted murder and it got lessened down to unlawful assault. So he never served a day in jail. Hmm. And so many years went by and through those years, it was still going through those obstacles. Oh, I, I say the trial because I think that's the most recent, but really healing emotionally and physically and mentally through that whole ordeal was was even more challenging than any trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during that time of me healing all those years, I just never thought that justice would be served. And what what ended up happening was he, like many perpetrators, especially when they get away with it, he continued to be a perpetrator. He didn't right. learn his lesson. If anything, he really felt invincible to the law. And so he continued to assault other women. Mm-hmm. And this the last person that he assaulted, it was it was to the extreme again. It was life threatening and life changing. And they just you know, the the law decided that they wanted to really put this guy away. Right. And they found me and asked me if I would testify. And so that's what the second trial was, just being a witness and speaking up about the violence and 
the person that he was because I um it wasn't like I didn't testify the first time. Right. But I knew if I didn't do it again and not testify, someone else could be a victim and someone else and it would just keep on going. And so I you know, that's another thing that I just want to enlighten people about. It's I understand that you're going through your own pain and it's scary and people often victim blame and these are all the things of why people don't go to court and why people don't press charges. But if you could just think for a minute, like I did, I always felt like from the first time and this last time, I never would want anyone to go through what I went through. Right. And now if he got off, if he got off because our legal system failed, then that would be on them. But I, I had to do my part. That takes, that definitely takes a lot of courage. Thank you. So as it, as it relates to women, what are your thoughts on why women become stuck and sometimes experience unfulfillment in their lives? Sometimes women get stuck. Um, wow, we, we get stuck for a lot of reasons. Uh, as women, we have to be smarter. We have to work harder. Um, sometimes we don't have that one person or group of people, that sisterhood. Sometimes we don't have that family. We don't have that friend. We don't have that mate that will help us to encourage us to say, you can do it. And a lot of times we're faced with more of the challenges of people saying you can't. Right. And that will make a person get stuck. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, nobody believes in me. And then you start to not believe in you. Right. <laughs> so. Um, so that's why we get stuck a lot of times in, in things that we're trying to do. And I'm sorry, what was the other part of the question? Um, no, I was a, in, as to why women become stuck and sometimes experience unfulfillment in their lives. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So what one piece of advice would you give to a woman who might be currently listening? Um, and we'll go both parts. Um, that might be wondering if she's in a domestic violence situation what piece of advice would you give to a woman who needs to get out or recognize some of the signs gotcha. so and as as far as domestic violence i would say to them first and foremost to be safe be careful regardless of what anybody says no matter who has judged you to say you should just leave. I need you to be so mindful that it's the most dangerous time. Yes. And a lot often people who have never experienced it, they don't know much about it, which is why we always trying to raise awareness. The one thing they don't realize is that it's just not that easy. When you're on the outside looking in, it's so easy to say, well, girl, if I was you, I'd just pack up your bags and leave. Just as a, as a, I would say to a victim, you're there and you've seen what he's capable of. Right. So don't let anyone else tell you that it's not that serious or it's not that dangerous. 
you already know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. That's yes. what has held that fear and just, it's not just fear, it's also seeing what that person is capable of. Mm-hmm. Don't second guess it. Right. Don't second guess the threats. Mm-hmm. I know so many women who are here and experience the threats and so many women who are not here but their families can tell or their friends can tell about the threats mm-hmm. he always said he was gonna kill her right doesn't matter if it was five years ago or if it was five minutes ago if he said it believe it don't yeah, take it as a joke mm-hmm. so i say if they're in it and they're starting to see the signs, especially if it's early on, try to make a plan, an exit plan, be prepared. I can tell you in my situation of just seeing subtle signs, nothing physical, um, that was the decision that I said, you know what, it's time for me to maybe try back out of this. I always say, make sure it's before late at night. Make sure someone's around. Make sure you're not alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. These are all the things that they tell us. Can it save you? I pray. The only reason that I was saved is because I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. But it could have ended a lot worse. Right. Even with, so he attacked me. It was before 11 o'clock at night. Mm. It was early. It wasn't late at night. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't at his home or in his car or something like that. It was in my home. Right. Um, and my grandmother was there and he knew she was there. And as far as he knew, my brother was outside. Mm. That did not deter him. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I say it's so important. Um, he had never made an idol threat before that. But it's still just important. I would say that to anyone who's in a domestic violence relationship to get out but have a plan. You don't want to tell everyone your plan. And the reason for that is not that they would just tell but sometimes a perpetrator often when a victim has left the perpetrator may go to the person that they know they're closest with right and threaten them Mm -hmm. and that threat could just can also be a violent threat if someone's holding a gun to someone else's head they might not want to tell where you are, but they're trying to save their life. Right. And so they'll end up telling. Um, so that's why I say that, um, not to tell everyone, but at the same time, um, silence strengthens violence. And what we mean by that is sometimes there are victims who are going through it and, and, and domestic violence and any kind of teen dating violence or any intimate partner violence, it is, um, it's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. 
And so sometimes you and you don't want to be victim blamed. You don't want to feel weak and, and show that vulnerable side. So what they may do is sometimes we don't tell anyone. Right. But that that can also be very detrimental because if something was to happen and no one had a clue. I can tell you that when I when I was attacked, it wasn't I didn't tell anyone because I wasn't being abused prior to, but he was such a mannerable person. Um, if you saw him so clean cut all the time, so so nice, um, so giving, you know, that when it happened and some of my family members found out about the attack, they kept saying, well, who did it? Mm. Nobody would have yeah. ever pictured him. Right. So sometimes you just you have to tell someone, mm. and and often that could be your hopefully that person that you talk to will be able to give you good advice. And if they don't know the advice, I say this to the friends and family: if you don't know, it's better to just find the resources to get them the help that they need because you don't know everything, and your advice could be it could hurt them. Right. So if they had to call the national hotline number, the 1-800-723-9999, would say, um, I would say do that. Or, you know, there's so many chat lines. Of course, you know, again, when you're trying to get out some something, you might not be able to go on the Internet. Right. You don't want him to find out. But um, anywhere that they can get some kind of resource or some kind of help. If they awesome. need to call us, yes. whatever they awesome. need to do. Awesome, awesome. So now that 2021 is upon us, mm -hmm. what is one thing that you are looking forward to in 2021? That answer, I think everyone has that answer. The same without way. nothing to do with COVID. Um, the one thing that I have that I'm looking forward to, and I don't I can't say if it's gonna be exactly in this year, but even if it's not in the year for the next year in the future, is just more advocacy. Yeah more advocacy, more ways of being innovative to our new life, a new way of life. And what I mean by that is right now, we've all been sheltered in place and thank God I have been able to hear from some people who need help, right. but I know that there's so many more mm. that can't get the help. And so when I say being innovative, trying to just help those who who are right now in quarantine, um, those who really need the help and they can't get out or they can't get to the resources as readily as they, you know, as possible. Um, just figuring out how we can help them and what we could do and just what we can do even from what we were doing before to make more of a difference, what we can do more um, in regards to prevention, 
you know, we always keep talking about getting the help and getting the people out, but what can we do for the prevention right? before we even get there? Um, I look forward to getting back into the schools and having that face-to-face with, with all of the children, staff, parents. That's what I, I really look forward to for 2021, just being able to not have a recording. <laughs> but because um, that's what we did for the school system um, for this year. We just mm-hmm. recorded it. But So we know that you have a book and you are a domestic violence advocate and educator. So where can our readers, uh, where, where can our listeners um, find out more information about you and connect with you? Absolutely. So the first, the, the one of the easiest ways is definitely my email, which is Natalie Purdy at Yahoo. And Purdy is P-U-R-D-I-E. So Natalie Purdy at Yahoo.com. I am on Twitter as Natalie Purdy Speaks Too, the number two. I am on Instagram under at Survivors Voice and Survivors underscore voice. Or Facebook under Natalie Purdy. Um, so they can definitely reach out to me in any of those ways. The website is coming soon. And I guess that's it. Um, awesome. Definitely reach out to me. Once they reach out to me, I often um, like to reach out to people and I'll give them my, my telephone number. Okay. Once they reach out and whether it's on instant messenger, you know, I, I like that a lot because, you know, they, they don't have to put it right there for everybody to see. But right. Definitely, if you instant message me on um, on Instagram or on Facebook, I have tried to stay on it and, and answer you, and I appreciate it. I also just started um, another page on Facebook, Survivor's Voice, um, but that's really to go into link with the website. So as soon awesome. as I get that all together, awesome. be awesome. a, new, a new baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. So a question, now that we're getting to the end, a question that I like to ask all my special guests is when you hear fearless living, what does that mean to you? Ooh, I love that. Oh, wait, can I go back, Marion? I know this. Of one. course. Go ahead. Can I go back. I know I talked a lot about victims of domestic violence and we went over all of that. But I just want to say to women out there, no matter, even if it's not domestic violence, whatever it is you're going through, if it's COVID, if it's cancer, if it's um, the loss of a loved one, a loss of a job, whew, which a lot of people are experiencing right now, right. loss of homes, and so many things that we were experiencing loss um, from this last year and this is going into this year, that I just want to say, don't give up. Don't give up. Like, you're here for a reason. And I just want to just say to all the other women, like, if we can strengthen the bond of our sisterhood, we could we could make magnificent things happen even better. So I I just want to say that. And to all our men, um, be strong, be safe, 
especially with all that they're dealing with on a whole nother level, um, they have a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of men who are providers who cannot provide right now. And, and just with the legal system and so many things that we all know about. Okay, so that's yeah. my little my little rant. I just had to get that out. Stay strong. No, no, that's good. That's good. And, and hang in there. And women, if we could support them, then we could just all support each other and love each other more. All right. So now, when I think of fearless living, yes, woo, that's so strong, so amazing. I love it. I love it. I need to make that like in my mindset for 2021. That's what I need to be focused on. For 2021 is fearless living and it's such a strong tagline for this year because i know i'm not the only person that we, we lived in fear of so many things last year so right. much of the unknown um so fearless living makes me think of just increasing your faith um and whatever your belief is and just just believing in yourself even if you know you don't have a religious background, a spiritual background, just believing in yourself that you can do it. That's what fearless living, um, that's what I think of. I don't mean reckless, because there is a difference, but right. just not to have that fear. And, and that's awesome. what I think about, fearless living. Awesome, awesome, that's so good. So we are now at the end. Thank you so much, Natalie, for joining me on uh, another episode of Fearless Fridays. Thank you I will for be having sure. me. Awesome. Thank you. I will be sure to um, get all your information on the details, okay. and it will be provided in the show notes. Okay, so listeners, thank you again for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe, comment, and share. And stay fearless and fabulous. Until next time. Good night. Good night. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that podcast was beneficial to you. Be sure to click on the subscribe button. Leave us a comment and share. We look forward to connecting with you at our website, MarianneRiveraDannert.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Remember that you are fearless and fabulous. You are a priority and you matter. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.